Costello going to throw on second down. Has time underneath. Intercepted. That's Brooks at the 35 to midfield. He's got a chance to go to the 30, to the 20, to the 10. Touchdown, Arkansas. Greg Brooks with a pick six and the Hawks strike first. Hogs are out to a 7-0 lead. 11.44 to play in the opening quarter. Franks off play action. Pumps once. Wants to go into the end zone. Got a man. It's complete. Touchdown, Arkansas. Devion Warren was wide open. And the Razorbacks reclaim the lead. 14-7 Razorbacks with 5.27 to play in the first half. Franks going to throw. Got a man wide open in the Touchdown, Arkansas! Hudson Henry with his first touchdown as a Razorback. And the Razorbacks have gone up 21-7 with 11-21 to play in the third quarter. Wow! Costello back to throw, short over the middle. That's what they're going to do. They catch it, lateral it to Payton. Payton across the far sideline, out of bounds. It's over. Arkansas wins the ball game. The streak ends in Starkville tonight as the Hogs knock off the 16th ranked team in the country, 21 to 14, our final score. It's a happy group of Razorbacks. Sam Pittman gets his first win as the Razorback head coach, and they do it in grand style tonight. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. It is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your first order you heard the highlights folks that's not an old highlight that's not doctored material that's real you didn't wake up out of a dream there's nothing like that you are listening to this podcast for the first time in this podcast existence where we are going to discuss and talk about an Arkansas Razorback football SEC win I I mean I can't even, I haven't been able to wipe the smile off of my face this entire weekend. Uh, mainly, it was my birthday weekend, which now that Arkansas moves to <laughs> 5-0 and on my birthday, I'll take that all day long. I'm not going to say that I'm the uh, the reason why that's all happening. Uh, maybe I'll leave that to y'all. But anyways, it's just been, everything's been better. Everything has been better since this game happened. And, and we'll talk about it and we'll break it down and we'll go through the facts and and just really have a good time with it. But, you know, it's just one of those things that when you get to the point that it finally happens, everything in your life is better. Church is better when you go on Sunday. The food that you eat after church on Sunday is better. Uh, the family life is better. Your love life is better. Your work life is better. Your mood is better. Everything is better. When the Razorback football team wins, and Saturday was no different as they go into Stark Vegas, Starkville, Mississippi, and they beat the Bulldogs, the number 16 Bulldogs, by a final score of 21 to 14. Now, this game was not pretty. It was not a pretty game in any regard or any way to pretend or to try to make sense of it all. It's just it's just impossible. Like it just does not work. And so, 
when this game went down the way it did and how the game itself was ugly at times and, and all of that, the only thing that matters in the end is that the Razorbacks won. That's it. That, that's all that matters. We can sit here and we can criticize some of the, the offensive play. We can criticize the lack of rushing attack. We can criticize some of the boneheaded plays in the end. We can criticize some play call. We can criticize all day long. But when you get a win and you have gone as long as you have as Razorback fans without being able to celebrate a meaningful game, none of, the, none of that matters. And, you know, I could, I could sit here and break down the stats, and which we'll do here in the next segment. But, again, I just want to give a shout-out and, and just try to share my emotions and my feelings with all of you with, with a victory like this. I mean, this is something that you, you Razorback fans – have deserved so much better, so much better than what you've been given from the football program over the past three years. You deserve so much better. Arkansas fans are amazing. Like, they are ones that are loyal. They are ones that stick it out. They're the ones that will put up with a lot of nonsense, but they hang tough. I mean, even though the fan base not be, may not be the largest fan base of all time, they're a very proud fan base. And... What you've had to go through for the past three seasons is unacceptable in every regard. And when Sam Pittman got hired to try to clean up the mess that was left behind by Chad Morris, I was one of those that felt strongly about him getting the job done. Now, we're just two games into his tenure. We got eight games left of the season. A lot of things can change. A lot of things can happen. Arkansas, they could go winless this year for the rest of the way. But again, that doesn't, we can talk about that later. Right now, it's about this moment, this game, and this time where you're coming off of a win in SEC play. And what Sam Pittman has been able to do since arriving on campus, it has been nothing short of incredible because he has been able to turn around a culture that was a losing culture beyond belief. To turn around and guys that he didn't recruit, guys that honestly didn't get recruited by many other schools, he's been able to turn it into something, something that you can actually be competitive in this conference with, something that actually has fans excited and players excited and believing, and something that if they can actually put it together, they can win, they can accomplish anything. Folks, that is not easy to do. That is not easy to do when you don't have spring practice or summer camps. You barely get a fall camp. And for this to happen in this regard this soon in, in game two of the season, I, I can't just explain to you how excited I am and how happy I am for you. You, the fan. Like, Sam Pittman, it's great for him, man. Like, the guy's awesome. And you root for him like crazy, and he loves Arkansas. It's great for him. And it's great for the players for what they've had to put up with. And there's no doubt. I'm not taking anything away from them. But you, the fan, this is where you need to look at it from the perspective selfishly. For what you've been through, for as long as you've been through it, you deserved this. You deserved this feeling, this feeling of emotion that has overcome so many of you and saying, you know what? We did it. 
the team and coaches, they all did it too. But you did it. You pulled, You went through some crap, man, to get to this point. And you deserve to feel good. for ju- Even if it's just a moment in time, you deserve to feel good. To feel proud. To be able to have that Razorback flag hanging in front of your house and not kind of hold your head while doing it. While going to work the next day, knowing that there's other people that you work with that are school fans of other schools in the SEC and not having to constantly be embarrassed that you're even a Razorback fan. The time where you can go on your social media accounts and actually say how proud you are to be a Razorback fan because they got a dub and there's people out there that can't say the same thing. That you are sitting at one and one. That you have an SEC victory. You got one before other teams in the SEC when everyone was thinking that other teams would get it before you or that you would go winless. Nonsense. You got it before them. You got one before Kentucky. You got one before Missouri, before South Carolina, before Vanderbilt. You got a win. And it took way too long for it to happen, but it happened. And kudos to every one of you that sat in and dealt with this crap for so long, that kept going to those games, that kept following the team. And honestly, Those of you who listen to this podcast, thank you for for one. And two, you deserve this. You listen to this podcast when I had to come on here every single day and not have anything good to talk about, at least in the football regards. But now we do. Now we do. Now is the time that we can finally move forward and get that monkey off of our back of saying, when's it going to end? When is this pain and suffering finally going to subside where we can start being hopeful and being proud and being able to hold our head high as Razorback fans? When was the next time you were going to feel that way? It's now. It happened. You got eight games left. You got eight tough games left. But this week... This game, cherish it and revel in it. Don't forget this feeling, folks, because this is just the beginning. The job that Sam Pittman and his coaching staff has done and is doing is amazing. There are going to be more wins this year, I promise you. This is not the only one. Feel good. Celebrate. Go to your friends and just give them a hug and saying, wow, we made it. We got to this point where we can start becoming a competitive and relevant program once again. I hope this is just the beginning of many wins to come for Sam Pittman in this program. But Hog fans, you did it. I'm happy for each and every one of you. And I'm happy for me too because I got tired of doing negative Nancy type podcast. But here we are. We're making it happen. We're doing it. We get to talk about a win and how sweet it is. How sweet it is. I can't wait to break it down even more in the upcoming segment. And we'll get to that, folks. And we'll talk about this game and some of the positives, some of the negatives, what went right, what went wrong, all that fun stuff. But first, you know I got to tell you about Built Bar. We mentioned it in the beginning of the show. We're going to mention it right now. It's a great deal where if you go to BuiltBar.com, you can use promo code Locked On. You'll get $10 off your next order. And you're starting to wonder, well, what's Built Bar and why should I care? Built Bar is literally such an easy 
and affordable and healthy snack that has these bars in so many different flavors. And honestly, it tastes like a candy bar. It's low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. So as you're getting to the point where you're still trying to go to the gym and, you know, it's hard to be able to make food for yourself that's healthy. It's hard to have the time for it. That's what Built Bar does so well. So head to their website, BuiltBar.com. Check out all the different amazing flavors they have. And be sure to enter in promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your next order. It's going to be amazing, folks. Again, promo code Locked On at BuiltBar.com for $10 off your next order. Go get it done. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, let's break down this game itself. Arkansas getting the victory over Mississippi State, twenty-one fourteen. Uh, we'll start with uh, we'll start with the offense here in this segment. We'll get to the defense in the next segment because uh, there's a, there's a lot to break down, and you know, obviously, the defense was the story of the of the game. But we will talk about the offense, and we'll start, of course, with the quarterback Felipe Franks, twenty of twenty-eight for two hundred twelve yards, two inter- two touchdowns, and no interceptions. And you know, this game right here from Felipe Franks. That is the game that I expect out of Felipe Franks. Before the season started, I kept telling you on this podcast, I'm like, this is not a team that's going to be built for for going out, or at least a quarterback situation that's not going to be built for going out and throwing over 300 yards a game, three or four touchdowns a game, no picks, where at the end of the season he's going to have 3,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. like that, that was just a much too difficult of a hill to climb or too big of an expectation to have for Felipe Franks. What Felipe Franks needs to do and needs to continue to do is to just be good enough. Just be good enough to where you can make some plays, but you don't make many mistakes. And that's what happened in this game. Franks, he had two touchdowns, no picks. He didn't turn the ball over. I know that there was that fumble exchange there. Uh, like in the early, I guess I'm trying to remember if it was, in, I think it was in the third quarter. Uh, either way, it looked like a it was a wide receiver jet sweep. That ended up uh, not being very successful. Like I know that was a bad play, but that's the type of Felipe Franks play that you want to see. That's the type of Felipe Franks that you want to continue to see build upon and, and become something great. And it was always about the rushing attack for Arkansas. I was like, okay, so can this team get it done? Can this team establish the run? Well, to be honest, folks, no, they didn't. Rakeem Boyd had eight carries for 28 yards. He got hurt and was out the rest of the game, which thankfully he's going to be back for at practice this week. But Traylon Smith was 14 carries for 48 yards. He didn't do much better. Felipe Franks, eight carries for eight yards. Like, it just wasn't pretty by them. You're talking about Arkansas averaged 1.7 yards a carry rushing the ball. Yeah, that's got to change and that's got to get better. You can't, you can't continue to have that. But in the other regard... You had Davion Warren with 100 yards receiving and a touchdown. You had Hudson Henry get involved with a touchdown. Trey Knox got involved finally, got a little more carries. Mike Woods looked pretty good. Traylon Burks only had one catch, and he got hurt the rest of the game. But as just the same thing for King Boyd, he's expected to be at practice, which is huge, huge in this game. But the offense had its moments. The offense was able to do just enough. Now, they have they can't go into the fourth quarter. Like, here's what the problem was. And luckily, Mississippi State had the same problem. Arkansas and Mississippi State were t- uh, is at 21-14 heading into the fourth quarter. No, no team scored in the fourth quarter. Arkansas has to be able to score in the fourth quarter. You'll take the win, but they have to be more effective offensively, especially late in the game. Because they, I'm not saying they got lucky against Mississippi State because the defense played well, which we'll talk about. But you can't expect 
that if you're only up a touchdown in an SEC game, that you'll just hold the opponent to zero points in the fourth quarter just because you are also at zero points in the fourth quarter. That's not going to happen very often. So the offense has got to find ways, got to find ways to score late in the game, and they also got to find ways to be more effective in the rushing attack. I don't know if that's going to be easier said than done. I don't know if it's going to be simply just you know getting better offensively and executing more offensively as the time goes down. And honestly, it could just be because the offensive line is very poor, at least at running the ball. Uh, pass pot protection, they're all right. But uh, running the ball, it's it's not been good. So you know maybe those are the simple things that can change it all. But the offense was just good enough. And that's in these cases, that's what you need to find. You need to find just a team to be good enough. They need to build upon it. They need to get better. But I was pretty impressed with the way that they were able to limit the mistakes, make some plays, have some good play calling. Like some, I know that uh, some people will talk about that sweep, but the execution of some of the play calls, especially that touchdown to Davion Warren, I mean, it was beautiful play calls and beautiful execution. So they need more of that. If they can continue to get more of that, They'll be in great shape for the rest of the season. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Got to talk defense now, boys. Got to talk some defense because that is the story of this game. If I would have told you that Arkansas was going to hold Mississippi State to 14 points before the game started, you would have literally beat the crap out of me. Like you would have gotten a baseball bat and start chasing me down the street because that would have just been the most asinine thing you could have ever heard of. Like the fact that they held Mississippi state, a team which just last week scored 44 points on LSU and threw for over 620 yards against LSU. If you told me they were going to hold them to 14 points, I would have laughed at you too. KJ Costello throws for 313 yards and he had one touchdown. But the biggest p- thing about it was he threw three interceptions. Of course, the pick six early in the game, that was big. Kylan Hill, uh, and I'm going to be honest about this, him being out might have been the game changer for them offensively. He got, he got his bell rung early in the game. He went out of the game and he never came back in. I'm not taking anything away from the defense because they played really well. But let's be honest, that's a huge factor that Kylan Hill couldn't play the rest of the game. So the the rushing attack was completely stifled by Mississippi State. Kyle J. Costello threw a lot of picks, and there was the game. And then that's how it all played out. But I'm telling you right now, Barry Odom and this defensive staff deserve every penny that they're making and probably then some. This team, this team defensively is not a good team. Like they do not have a lot of NFL talent, if any NFL talent. Maybe a couple guys will find a spot. Maybe they'll rise to the occasion. Maybe later in the career. But like this defense should not be doing this. I mean, for crying out loud, you had great games by Bumper Pool, which, by the way, Bumper Pool and Joe Fouché, who had two picks in this game, were named Co-SEC Defensive Players of the Week which the last time Arkansas had that is 2014 when Martrell Spate won it. So, wow, okay. But Grant Morgan had 15 tackles. You had Jalen Catalan. He had 13 tackles. He did a phenomenal job. We know that Greg Brooks Jr. got the pick six, which was big. You had a guy by the name of Miles Slusher and Hudson Clark. Like, Hudson Clark? Who? Who is that? Like, they were people like Karch Gardner? What? 
Who are these people? Well, most of them are either current walk-ons or former walk-ons. A lot of these guys. And the fact that they were able to do all that, knowing that they were playing with a bunch of guys that were walk-on caliber players, are you kidding? But it just goes to show you what coaching can do. Amazing, right? How amazing coaching can be and how amazing your team can be with proper coaching. Barry Odom, he's not a complicated guy when it comes to defense. And that's something that uh, I thought about where if you, if you just talk to Barry Odom, you know, he's not a coach that's going to be like this guru of like, oh, here's these crazy packages we're going to have to put together and here's these crazy blitzes and da-da-da-da. No, his defensive strategy is simple. And it's similar to what's, uh, uh, Sam Pittman and what made him so successful as an offensive line coach. Sam Pittman as an offensive line coach was just a simple like, what's going? we're going to get big physical guys, put them up there, and they're just going to go block the guy in front of them. Like, obviously, it was, you know, had some plays, had some adjustments and stuff. But overall, the concept was very simple. It's the same thing with Barry Odom. His concept is see the ball, go get the ball. Make the tackles, make the plays. You'll be in good position. Keep your ground, keep your stances. Make sure your pursuit angles are right. And go to the ball. Get the ball on the ground. Get the ball carrier on the ground. It's very simple. And you can see how well the tackling has improved, and that's been the main factor. It's just it's just the simplicity of sometimes, you know, we try to overthink it, and I know a lot of coaches do too, try to overthink things and play things out and be like, okay, well, this guy's a guru because he has all these plays and playbooks and strategies and all that. No. Simple. Simple can go a very long way as long as you're a coach who is capable of making the simplistic things be effective in games. And tackling is a very basic, fundamental, simplistic idea. And when you coach it, you're going to execute it. Angles, very simple idea. Like these, don't worry about plays. Don't worry about strats. Don't worry about all that stuff. Worry about the actual play itself and how you're going to be effective in it and you're seeing the results of it. Now, is Arkansas going to continue to be playing at this high level in the defensive side of things? I don't know. Probably not. It's going to ask a lot. But there's no doubt that the coaching has made a difference defensively, and I can't wait to see what the rest of the season holds. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNavers for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 